three friends boarded Disney's Galactic Star Cruiser to seek their destiny and emerged as Heroes of the Halcyon. Great sons, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Heroes of the Halcyon, the best and to our knowledge, the only Star Cruiser superfan podcast on the interwebs. I am Star Cruiser Superfan Martin, and with me, as always, are... Superfan Christine. And Superfan Drew. We've got a really fun episode this week. Drew, can you tell us all about our special guest? We got to talk to Mike Emke of Wookie Radio. Mike was kind enough to invite us to be on the podcast, uh, his podcast, uh, several weeks ago. And when we were talking about Star Cruiser and talking about the... We discovered that Mike actually was, was a technician... On the opening crew, in fact, he was a technician helping our voyage when we were there in early March. And we, we immediately said, well, Mike, uh, I don't know what you can, can or can't talk about, but we would love to talk to you more about the Star Cruiser on our podcast. And he was kind enough to join us, so take it away, Mike. Okay, well, let's start this party off like we always do. What is your earliest Star Wars memory, Mike? Earliest Star Wars memory is actually going to the drive-in movie theater in 77. It was a double feature, Star Wars followed by Star Wars. Uh, according to my parents, I was up both showings. So, I mean, I, I remember vividly both showings. I did not realize it was that late that it, you know, as a six-year-old at the time, I wanted a movie like this. It's, yeah, it's something I, I stayed up to watch. What kind of car were you in for that drive-through? Uh, it was a Ford station wagon. Oh, nice, nice. We may have to explain to some listeners what a drive-in is. <laughs> and, and, and probably what a station wagon is, too, yeah. So what currently is your favorite Star Wars medium? Whether it's movies or TV or comics or books? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Nice. Being a, a podcaster, I, I get the luxury of being uh, able to get preview copies of books and audiobooks. Of course, I just got the new Princess and Scoundrel book and audiobook. So that's my next hit. So yeah, I still, I still got to get through Brotherhood. Uh, I still got uh, Shadow of the Sith to read. So I got those three books, which with the procedure I'm about to, to have, I'm probably just going to sit down and, and go audiobook for a while. Comics, really huge on the Dr. Afra title. Uh, always happened since she was introduced. Bounty Hunters is also another one that I am enjoying. Obviously, uh, Halcyon Legacy just wrapped with it. So I have all five digital. What do you think of the actual storyline for Halcyon Legacy? I'm loving it. It's very similar to the Galaxy's Edge mini where, you know, it's a different tale from a different era, um, but I love with the Halcyon that they actually go back to the High Republic with it. Yeah, I remember in the first issue, they showed the those Jedi having, I think it was the Jedi having the battle, and they, they sliced the wall on the stair, and I remember thinking, yep. oh, that's going to be on the ship, I'm sure, that because that's the only reason to put it so prominently placed in the comic book, mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah. And it is on the ship. Mm -hmm. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, uh, I'm still not going to say where it's at. Yeah, there's, there's a couple fun little Easter eggs in there. So to our wonderful listeners, we're actually going to be doing a giveaway of the entire set of Halcyon Legacy, and so stay tuned for that. So is the comics really one of your, you mentioned the books and the comics. I mean, do you like that over the, do, I mean, obviously we all like the movies, so it's hard um, to say that those beat, but. 
I, I'm going to have to say I, I fudged. Uh, my earliest memory actually was issue one oh, nice. uh, in April of 77 of the original Star Wars comic. I was reading that before the movie, and I'm like not realizing what this was. Then all of a sudden the movie, and sorry, I mean, the movie totally blew away the comic. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, so I don't know if it was something that my mom says my dad was interested because it was being described like a, a space western. I don't know if I might have spurred that a little bit because I would go to the store with him and I was picking up this book. And of course, it's saying movie adaptation on the cover. So I don't know if he was reading my comics as well. Who knows? <laughs> it probably was, you know, sneaking them on the side. You know, it's yeah. good. So thinking about the podcast, Mike, how long have you been recording Wookiee Radio? A little over, over six years. How did that start? Ken is on another show called uh, Geek Watch One. Uh, with one of my co-hosts from Mighty Marvel Geeks. And we we had them on Weeby Geeks off and on. We were saying, no, we need to start a Star Wars podcast. And so we did that. And before we did, it was like, well, let's come up with names, ideas. and So what are your goals for the Wookiee Radio podcast? Just keep doing what we're, we're doing. You know, have fun. I mean, we've hit a lot of big goals already. We've um, We've had a lot of guests on. You know, and some of the people we've had on has been great. Right now, you're actually working for Disney. And how long have you been with the Disney organization? Uh, February 2nd of 20, next year's 2023, right? Yeah, 2023 will be 25 years. Wow. That's cool. Amazing. That's amazing. So what was your first job with the, the company? Uh, I've always been in entertainment, a stage technician. Uh, my first stage location that I worked on was Hunchback Notre Dame. At that time, Disney MGM Studios, and it was at the Backlot Theater. So when did you first hear about the Galactic Star Cruiser experience? I think I heard about it around the same time as everyone else. So yeah, that would, that would have been pre-pandemic, 2018, 2019, when that announcement came out. D23, wasn't it? Correct. The announcement came out. I mean, I had heard, I had heard some rumblings that something may be happening, Star Wars related, but not knowing exactly truly what the project was. Well, when did you actually decide to apply to work on Galactic Star Cruiser? I put my interest in you know, September of last year. And for our listeners, can you kind of just go over what was your specific contribution to that for the project in its you know opening phase? I was brought over and I was there from February to uh, beginning of February to end of March. Uh, so I was there for opening crew for the launch crew. I was in entertainment. One of the, the technicians uh, responsible for you know, helping run the various elements of the show that you see that is known as the Halcyon. That's got to be a challenge because, again, when I do just basic, something as simple as running uh, an audiovisual meeting for, for executives at the office, if something goes wrong, the techs have to swarm in there and get it. But for you and, and the techs, and again, obviously not asking anything we shouldn't hear, but it, it's got to be even more challenging to kind of fix things without letting people see you sweat. That's that way at Disney in general, no matter whether it's the Halcyon or Epcot or Magic Kingdom. I mean, if there's an issue, we'll, we fix it the best way we can. Uh, Halcyon's a little different of a of a beast. Some things, if we if we can fix it from where we're located, we fix it from where we're located. If it's something where we have to go into the ship, uh, you'll see us. Uh, you may not know who we are 
but you'll you'll know we're a cast member because we're we wear the name badges just like everyone else. Well, I'm not sure uh, that this is something that you can talk about, but do you have a uniform when you're like on stage at uh, on the house scene, or is, is there a specific tech uniform that you that you wear? Uh, yes, we do have a specific tech uniform, and it's very similar to the same uniform as what maintenance wears. Okay. Uh, there was talk that our uniform, our costumes were going to change because uh, they're costumes, not uniforms. Um, there was talk that costumes were going to change. Last time I talked to uh, some friends of mine over there, uh, those costume changes haven't happened yet. So kind of just thinking about the system implementation part of it, did you like create the implementation or do you have to like implement the, the, the AV plan that they had already had or how did um, that go? A lot of the implementation, we didn't design it. It was all designed by Imagineering or in conjunction with like the, uh, the audio designers or video designers, line designers. Uh, so basically we, in many ways are, uh, operators or engineers like we would be on any, uh, daily op show at Disney. So you, you make the real from, from paper to realities. Yeah. But we get to see, you know, changes implemented and we get to delve into it a little bit and try and understand it better. That way when problems happen, you know, we could try and minimize the downtime as much as possible. Were the early test cruises that was that just were those just cast members who maybe got a lottery or signed up or somehow? Yeah, most of it was cast. Have you been able yeah. to enjoy Star Cruiser? The closest we got, they did an open house in February uh, for the entertainment cast. So I got to bring my wife and daughter and let them. Uh, I had to work part of the night. So even though I was being paid to be there, during some downtime, I got to go spend that with the family. And you know, we got pictures on the bridge, pictures in uh, Sublight Lounge. I didn't get to see like the Gaia show that they saw. We ran that open house. We ran the finale twice. So I worked both finale shows. Got to see some cool things and got to see uh, some of the interactions. That night was also the first night I ever got to see any of the rooms. And we saw the uh, standard room and the uh, standard, the suite that y'all had, where it's the one bedroom and then the larger living area where the couch could be a bed on its own. We had that, as my daughter called it, the dog tunnel between the living room and the bedroom. We, we did that. that. That's, the one we That's the one we want to do when, when yeah. we go. But to see the two, uh, the only room I haven't seen was the Grand Captain's suite. I, I will say, comparing the price we paid uh, for the you know the Galaxy Class suite, the mid the mid tier suite for our first trip, and we have we're, we're all in a standard cabin for our uh, upcoming second voyage. There really was not a huge differential from no. one to the other. No. There really so I, wasn't. I gotta say, pro tip to everyone listening: if there is ever an opening for the Galaxy Class suite, the middle tier suite, there's only four of them on the entire ship. Go that route. It yes. costs a little bit extra, but not. You look at what we paid the first time versus what we're paying this time. But uh, that—that's the pro tip. If if we ever have the ability to do that again, yeah, I would. Yeah. See, I I didn't go down in the hallways much because there was no need for me. Sure. To right. go down to the hallways. <laughs> hey, look, another door and another door, another door. <laughs> well, there, there, were, there was nothing entertainment. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Down right. that area, it's right. all sleeping area. So. Okay, so let's go back to uh, your time in Sublight Lounge. Were you able okay. to enjoy some of the food and drinks that they offer? Nope. 
Oh, no, that's too bad. They were not running Sublight Lounge for us, night of the open house. I got there after they did all the various tastings. So I never got to enjoy offerings from Sublight Lounge or from the Crown of Corellia. Have you gotten to see any of the pieces of the story? Meaning, have you gotten to see any of the characters in action? Have you gotten to interact? Oh, yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite storyline or a favorite character? Not actor, but character. Um, Character, I'm I'm split between two. Being a a huge droid guy, I love SK. And loved how it's a very unique droid for the Halcyon itself. I'm also very, very keen on, on Wraith. But I dig all the characters in general. It's it's hard to put one over the other. I know, like for my daughter, her ranking goes Gaia, Linka, then SK. For me, Wraith is is top. I I kind of relate to that to the character quite a bit because I kind of obviously with Bookie Radio calling ourselves Smuggers Three, and I'm kind of partial to that type of character anyway. Linka, I really like, even though, as we discovered with the comic, this is technically her second cruise. But the way the character is portrayed on the ship during your performance, you would think she's been there for a while. I got that same exact impression that mm-hmm. uh, I was very surprised to hear that this was Linka's like second trip. I mean, she had the Crimson Jack episode and then and then this our yeah. voyage and so she's had an action filled uh, couple of voyages there. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think me personally, not knowing more the intent behind the character, I think there's I think there's more more to her backstory that's even been mentioned in the comic, and some of what I had the impression of comes out in the comic. But I think there's still more that's not being said. So one thing, since you were there for much of March, uh, you must have obviously you saw several of the acting crews serve individual characters. Did you, I'm not asking you to pick favorites, I'm not saying that, but did you get to see uh, maybe somebody do the role twice? You go, oh, I wonder if they're going to do that thing they did last time. Or did you see some of the, the, the ways that each of the actors make those characters their own? Yeah. I mean, Wraith is Wraith. but Friends of Wraith, there there are different personalities behind them. Uh, these people who are friends of of Wraith, being able to kind of peg the personality a little bit is like okay, cool. Like one one of my favorite friends of Wraith is very uh, Gaston like. Okay, okay. Uh, and then come find out um, a little bit about his his personal background. It's like okay, now I can now I can see why. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the friends of the the captain I, I'm good friends with and, and, and knew before the Star Cruiser. The, the tips and tricks she tells the captain is quite interesting. I, I love the how, how the fact that the various friends, the various characters, how they influence the character and how that character actually listens to the friend that particular day. Yeah. Sorry, trying not to destroy the magic. No, 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 it's good. And, and, and I appreciate that. And the, the fun, I'm, I'm very jealous because I've seen some uh, bits and pieces of other actors playing the various characters. But again, something that our listeners have heard us say a million times, in my mind, Wraith is my Wraith. Um, it will be very jarring when we go back in October and there's a new Wraith. 
but I'm very excited to see how that actor takes that character and, mm. and makes it their own yes. um, and, and spins a little bit different, you know, things to it. So, but it, but in the back of my heart, I'm always going to be like, well, that's, that guy did good, but he was no our wraith. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I think we're going to drop into it immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think that we're going to just be swept away the exact same time, way we were the first time, but there is going to be that first moment of, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Well, speaking of, are, are there any, I mean, not, again, not trying to get you to talk anything you shouldn't, of course, but are, are there any fun stories that you had from working on the Star Cruiser or anything you might have observed? Probably one of my favorite memories. I was probably two weeks in, maybe three, but I was there the day Oscar Isaac did his filming. Cool. And to see him come off the elevator, look around like, oh my God. And, and this is a guy who was on the movie sets. So for him to go, okay, and almost being, and it looked like he was almost in tears because he was so overwhelmed because of just, I, I think for for me that said, okay, yeah, we, we did this right. Yeah, we did all right. Do you have any, uh, what, what's next for you, Mike? I mean, I know uh, you, you got some some good stuff ahead, but any any projects on the horizon that you're looking forward to? Being back at Epcot, I got to do a little bit of the uh, Garden Rock series. Before I left for the Star Cruiser, I was involved with the uh, Disney on Broadway series. Uh, when I found out I was going to the Star Cruiser, I was working on the return of Candlelight back to Epcot, the Candlelight Processional. So when I get back, I should be helping wrap up the to the Beat series at American Gardens Theater, or what we call AmGuard, or working any of the other daily op stages there at Epcot. And I'm hoping with the holidays that I'm back involved with Candlelight Processional again. And then, of course, after the first of the year, involved with the Broadway series. I, I've always wanted the, the Candlelight Processional is on my, is on my list. I, I, that's something I want to see someday. I'm afraid of the parks at the holiday season. That's my only fear. <laughs> oh, they're it's, magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it pretty are. cool? Have you ever gone down to Florida to any of those? Not in Florida. We're, we've done yeah. land several times during, during the holidays, and it's just spectacular. Yeah, land, and the world's just got to be that yeah. plussed up. I mean, sure, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big. So just as a, as a theme park fan, what is your, not, not as a Disney employee, what's your favorite Disney World park? Studios. Well, you've got all, a lot of memories good. there, I imagine. Uh, I was only there 18 months, oh, Okay, um, but then I also spent a summer there when they first started Global Techs. I, I, spent, I spent a summer back at uh, mainly doing Voyage of the Little Mermaid for the summer, which was fine because it was a hot summer that year, and I got to be indoors all day. So I'm like, <laughs> sure, indoors, uh, air conditioning. If you want me, I'll, I'll twist my arms. It, it's more, until, Galax, until 2019, I was said, Animal Kingdom was my favorite part. How I got hired was to help backfill people who were transferred over to Animal Kingdom and help start up the entertainment department for the various shows there. So I remember seeing Animal Kingdom. Now it's where the Kavi River Ride is in Pandora that used to be Festival of the Lion King. I remember uh, my wife and I, during cast previews, were going in to go see the show. We're seeing cranes drop in trees. Right around that area, I'm like, okay, cool. But I would, I would go on days off and just grab a couple sodas, sit on a bench, and just soak it all in. I mean, it's a comforting park. Now, like last night, 
we got to do um, what's called cast iridescent evenings. And basically it was a, a party available to, uh, to the cast members. We chose studios and our event was last night. I was joking with, with my wife as we're going from, from over by Muppets through that tunnel. Uh, as soon as we cross through, uh, I'm home. Yeah. I, I, I mean, for my 50th birthday, I spent all day there. And that's when I finally got to ride Rise of Resistance for the first time. It was on my 50th birthday. Oh, that's nice. great. Rise of the Resistance yeah. is just such a, not only a technological marvel, but just a story. I mean, there's no ride. I, I do have to give a lot of love over to that Avatar Flights of Passage over at Animal Kingdom. That is a breathtaking attraction. Breathtaking this, attraction. To but me, it's that's not. a scaled-down version of Soren, though. I, it really, to me, it is, too. Yeah, Martin, I've had this conversation. I, I, it transported me. I really, I, I, I love that. But Rise of the Resistance is so above and beyond anything anywhere. Figure there's there's four different ride systems involved right. in that ride. Yeah. It's something else. I mean, yeah. in 18 minute total, I mean, ride, I mean, attraction time. I mean, that's just unheard of. And the next time we go in October, we'll have a cute little badge. We'll have a little badge. This is in the cool just, kids line. Yeah, just to walk right in. Exactly. That's right. That'll be nice. <laughs> that's right. That'll be nice. <laughs> well, Mike, if people wanted to find you on the interwebs, where would they find you? Well, Star Wars related wise, they could find me at Wookie Radio. On Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. If you want to email me, feel free to email me at weebegeekspc at gmail.com. Uh, or you can email the show at wookieradio at gmail.com. I also oh, run two other shows, uh, Weeby Geeks, uh, which is a general pop culture show, and uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks, which is a Marvel show. It's been so much fun just meeting you, and thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us, Mike. It's always so much fun to actually get to speak with cast members and folks that have actually had experience on Galactic Star Cruiser. Can you imagine when we were doing, uh, when we went on the Star Cruiser in March or when we were talking about doing this back in January, that, that we would have gotten to talk to people that, that have actually seen the behind-the-scenes stuff? How, how crazy is that? And, and that we're there working the day we were there, I mean... Yeah, and it was super cool to hear some of the perspective that he had with respect to some of the technical challenges that they had and how the technicians might interact with guests if there's problems. Just what, what a great opportunity that was. So, Christine, if people wanted to find us on the web, where would they do so? We are on Twitter at Halcyon underscore Heroes, on Instagram at Heroes of the Halcyon, our brand spanking new website at HeroesoftheHalcyon.com, and you can always email us at HeroesoftheHalcyon at gmail.com. Well, it's always fun to shoot the poodoo with all the Star Cruiser super fans out there. So until next episode, it's our honor. Let's raise our glasses with the halcyon toast. Tabooite! Tabooite!